our emotions can control so much of our life, but they don't have to. And we don't need to feel shame or embarrassment around them. They are just indicators of something that's happening in life. Listen up to this topic that Nicole brings us. It can change your life. It can change your relationships. Right, I know last week we did bring up um, a topic that came straight from the marriage retreat, but I have one more thing that has just really stuck with me. And so I thought this is something we have to talk about on the podcast because it sounds like an easy concept to understand, but until it's broken down and you really digest it, um, it doesn't make that impact. And so one of the things that we were talking about is emotion, emotions during the marriage retreat and emotional responses. And I was taken back with the realization that although responses of emotions can be very sinful, we can do sinful things with our emotions. So for example, actions, like our actions actions based on our, our emotions can be a sin. Yes. Yes. But the emotions themselves aren't sinful. Right. Like we need to separate morality from the emotion itself. Yes. And then furthermore, the emotion that you're feeling is a response to it, it could be a secondary emotion. Like what we keep defining of what we're feeling Mm-hmm. If we dig a little deeper, we're actually going to uncover a separate emotion. So, for example, I'm just going to throw an yeah. example out there. Yeah. And I know you know what we're talking about because this is something we talked about during the retreat. Mm-hmm. But one of the things that I, it's an emotion that I don't appreciate when somebody miss has an action that is, a, is offensive, is anger. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't appreciate th- somebody throwing a temper tantrum. You know, it just is something that I get very frustrated with, whether it be a child or an adult, Mm -hmm. a temper tantrum is annoying to me or I shut down when it happens also, specifically if anger comes out in my spouse. So, and I always saw the anger as the flaw as the sinful behavior, as the bad emotion. Really? Yes. Like you can't get control of it. And I saw anger as the problem. Okay. So before this retreat, you saw that anger should be totally eliminated from your life because anger was bad. Yes. Okay. Okay. Do you see where I'm going with this? Yes. Yes. Anger was the problem. Okay, is what I saw. Okay, anger was the sin. To be angry was to sin. Yes. Okay. But what I learned as I we really started talking in this retreat is the anger, the emotion itself, is natural. It's just an emotion. What you do with the anger is where sinful behavior can walk in or Mm -hmm. behavior that offends people. It's not the fact that you're angry. It's what you do with the anger. Mm -hmm. And then, so I'm like putting that to the right. And then on the left, 
really realizing that the anger that's that's being felt, that emotion, majority of the time, it's a secondary emotion to mm-hmm. the first emotion, which could be anything from feeling out of control. I'm feeling out of control, then I'm angry, and then I lash out. That's almost like three separate steps there or three separate topics, even though it all feels like a whirlwind if you're going through it. Mm-hmm. Or I'm being lied to, so I'm offended, which makes me angry, and therefore I lash out, which is like three separate things. Mm -hmm. So a lot of times I was just sitting on the place of anger alone, Mm -hmm. that being the sole issue. Something happens, you're angry, that's a problem, get control of it. Like I, the anger is what I saw as a problem. I didn't consider the primary emotion, And I didn't consider anger itself to be a very natural response. Mm -hmm. I considered that to be the the sin or the the ultimate problem. Do you see what I'm saying? Right. Yes. So one thing that's super helpful in in talking about this is this was liberating to me when I first learned this. don't attach any morality to the emotion. Just see the emotion as an indicator that something is going on in your heart, in your head, in your life. Like you're experiencing an emotion. Think of it as a dashboard on your car. A light's going off. An anger light is going off. A fear light is going off. An insecurity light. Whatever light is going off in your car, anxiety, like understand that that's just a signal that something else is happening with inside of you. And when you see it as a signal that something's happening, it takes away the guilt that I shouldn't be feeling this. Lust could be one, an emotion that you feel. Um that you could easily put guilt around. Um, It takes away the shame around it. It takes away the embarrassment. Maybe it's jealousy and you're like, oh, like I'm embarrassed that I'm having this feeling. When you see it as not a reflection of who you are, but an indicator of something that's happening in your life, then you can look into it to make the change, to choose your response. So you want to respond to those emotions, not react from those emotions. Because when we react from those emotions, we're lashing out at somebody, whether it's aggressively or passive aggressively or at ourselves. But if we see it as an indicator of something that's going on with me, then you can stop, take a step back, and objectively look at it. Why am I feeling like that in this situation? Yeah. So I love, let's go back to, let's break down another one because Mm -hmm. you mentioned jealousy. I think the jealousy is a great one. Mm -hmm. Because again, a lot of times we look at jealousy as, the way I would look at it previous to this weekend, as the the primary emotion that is a way I'm not supposed to be feeling. So then maybe I would tie mm-hmm. some guilt around to it or, you know, 
lash out at myself about it. So again, jealousy is really that secondary emotion. There's something in you that is feeling not good enough or not adequate enough or not happy with any life decisions you make. Like that first emotion is disappointment in yourself, which then jealousy is the emotion, the secondary emotion that comes from it. You start feeling jealous for things that are happening around you, events or people. Jealousy pops up because of some inadequacies that you're feeling about your life. Then jealousy comes along. And then what you do with that emotion, that again, the emotion itself shouldn't have guilty feelings around it. It's just an emotion. So then what you do now, if you start belittling people in your head or gossiping about mm -hmm, them mm -hmm. out loud, those are the behaviors that come from the emotion. But the emotion itself, that feeling, again, is just that indicator. It's like that red light that's going out on the car, off in the car that you need to look at the dashboard and say, I have a problem here. Like, there is something I'm feeling that is taking me to a place of being uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. And therefore, I need to recognize that and not behave on it. Yeah. And when you're talking about breaking these emotions down to the root emotion, the root emotion always, almost always comes back to fear. And it's the fear of a foundational truth that has been placed in our life from the time we were young, yeah. maybe subconsciously, maybe consciously, but we now believe on some level. And let's break it down. So, for instance, you want to do anger or jealousy? You brought both of those up. We can do either one. Um, let's do anger. Okay. This is going to be really fun. Like, this <laughs> is liberating for me to, to learn this. Okay. So, anger. You're angry at somebody. You're, you're, you're angry at a friend for not calling you on your birthday. Okay. Okay. Which, by the way, all my friends, you know that that would not happen because I'm I, intentionally using this okay. example because it's not something you would be angry about. No, not at all. But you're angry that uh, somebody didn't reach out to you on your birthday. Why are you angry that they didn't reach out to you? Because I feel unloved. Right. Okay. So you feel like you aren't loved. So you feel like you're not important to them. So now maybe you're concerned that, and all of this is happening. You're not, sub, you're not consciously thinking this, but when you break it down, why would I be upset that my friend didn't call me? Well, maybe they don't care about me. And then, well, why would that upset me? Well, maybe I like them more than they like me. Maybe they don't think I'm a good enough friend. They Maybe I embarrass, you know, you start going down the rabbit hole, maybe, maybe. And the or fear like, is, Or the, um, when you, you start getting into the pity party of, um, I always give more to other people than what they give to me. And yeah, you mm -hmm. could start doing that too. Mm -hmm. Making yourself a victim, but it comes back to fear of rejection. Mm -hmm. Like when you break it down, whichever way you go, whether it's the victim or it's maybe they, maybe we're not that good a friend, fear of rejection. Well, very likely at some point early on in your life, you were rejected, abandoned in some way. And so it comes back to those fears. So when you understand 
when you understand a lot of these emotions can back all the way back to a fear that you have in life, then you can see it for what it is. And if you're a believer, you know, I haven't been given a spirit of fear, but of power and love and a sound mind. So in that situation where my friend didn't call me on my birthday, you know what? Let me see my friend in love. Maybe she had a lot going on. Maybe, um, maybe she just forgot, but she still loves me. And I have a sound mind because even if she decided tomorrow we're not going to be friends anymore, I know God still loves me. You know what I mean? Like I can be assured of who I am or the fear of jealousy or insecurity. You walk into a room of people and you're like, they're sizing me up. They're saying I shouldn't be here. They're, I don't have the right clothes. I don't have the right look. You can, you can, that's a fear of rejection as well, but you can be like, yeah, but I'm beautifully and wonderfully made. Mm Mm-hmm. I am myself and I am unique and I'm going to show up in this world authentically as who God made me to be. And then if these people reject me, they're not my people. And you can walk away from that. But so many times if you back up that fear or that emotion, it'll come to a fear that you're living out. And Oh, I wish I had thought about this before. I'll look it up and maybe try to post it in the show notes. Did we do the feelings wheel before? Yes, you talked about that in the previous podcast. Okay, that's a fantastic tool Mm -hmm. to use with your kids. I'm feeling sad. And it's a little bit reversed, but it breaks out all those different feelings. Like, are you feeling lonely? Are you feeling rejected? Like mm-hmm. to see where you are on the sad, on the sad spectrum. But when you see those emotions on a sheet of paper, you should have no physical response to any of those. Like if you, if your path starts leading you down to certain emotions, you should never feel guilt or shame for feeling that way. Just accept that in this moment. Um, I'm not feeling so good about myself. Or in this moment, I am really mad at this person. Okay, just take a moment and understand why are you feeling that way and break it down a little bit. I think also the conversation that we had about this when it comes to, so we then figure out the emotion and then what we do with the emotion is the choice where we are behaving badly sinful behavior, hurting people. Mm -hmm. So the fact that you're angry actually doesn't hurt people because it's an emotion. Like if you're feeling an emotion, you're not hurting someone else, but you can with the response to that emotion, the action that comes forward from that. Yeah, absolutely. And so there's so often that I will, you know, somebody would say something like, well, that's, you know, it's just how I'm wired as far as, getting angry and then responding in the uh, way, yeah, uh, you know, just really feeling, or if, even if you want to take it to someone that could be like, anger is okay because, you know, Jesus flipped tables. <laughs> I'd be like, okay, we're taking that way out of con- context as far as. But Jesus never sinned in his anger. Right. And that's shocking to realize he went in and flipped over tables and never sinned mm-hmm. until you break it down. It kind of doesn't make sense. 
until you break down what was actually happening in that story. Right. So, but, but that's a justification that could be used by someone that mm-hmm. by coming in and lashing out that there is, that that's, that's a natural response mm-hmm. until we're able to really think about, no, the emotion is natural. If you're feeling angry about something, how yes. you respond, there is a choice there. And sometimes we've been trained to respond in a certain way and that, and it takes some training to pull that back in. Mm-hmm. Or sometimes it just takes some digging to find that primary source of mm-hmm. where that the emotion comes from for you to be able to heal mm-hmm. your response mechanism to the emotion. But um, it was really to, to break it apart actually is freeing to be able to find out that that none of this has to it isn't it isn't you know how somebody says it is what it is it is what it is it's not i know yeah that's kind of a terrible saying it is you can have an active role in creating a response that is healthy yes that will pour into the people around you yes that will teach and instruct your children instead of squash them mm-hmm. that will improve your marriage instead of causing damage mm-hmm. that will put you in a position to be the one that is seen at work as the one to that is a solid foundation right but those all you have to kind of realize that your emotional responses are not your emotions like being able to separate that can be huge for you. Okay, that is huge. That is a concept that needs to be understood. Your emotional responses are not your emotions. Mm-hmm. Because anger is a huge one. People get so angry and then they lash out verbally. In fact, during the conference, I thought, you and I need to do a ladies' talk. And I guess it could be co-ed. I don't know. In my mind, I always like lean first towards women um, when, when I think about us gathering in front of a group of people. But of surviving verbal shrapnel. Mm. Because if you are, it doesn't matter what part of life. If it's an organization within your family, within your your career, if or f- your friendship circles. If you are around people that are just like get angry and spew off, it feels like verbal shrapnel to the person who's absorbing all of that. And then you have to like set that aside and choose how you're going to respond and not react. But that person who gets so mad will say, well, you know, I can't help it. I just, I just have to say what I feel. Mm-hmm. And you're like, no, you don't. You would not be that ang- if if you approached a six eight, four hundred pound like bodybuilder guy. I don't know. Would a six eight four hundred pound? I don't know how much somebody would weigh. It sounds like a but great this huge person, right? And you were mad at them. I bet you could hold your tongue. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting how you know a man can beat his wife up physically because he just can't control himself. But he could control himself in front of that guy if they got into a fight at a bar. He'd be like, no, man, I'm good. I'm good. So when somebody says, I just can't control it, 
and like you're choosing not to. Or, or parents, um, you can be in public and look like the stellar mother and then behind closed doors, you know, be screaming at your children. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, and that's, it's common. Like it's, it's happens in households. So to say you can't help it. Yeah. You can't help it when people are watching. Exactly. You just, when you, you allow that damage to spew out behind closed doors. Yeah. And so like if you're being passive aggressive, if you're name calling, if you start putting somebody down for the intention of making them feel bad, Mm -hmm. that is like huge red lights that you have some personal insecurities, that you have some extreme fears that are controlling your life. And you're afraid to face in your own in your own self. And it was a couple that brought it up in the retreat. And I don't remember exactly what was said, but it was around anger and lashing out. And that was when the it was like a visual of verbal shrapnel popped up in my head. And if you're a child, if you were a child that had parents, that that's how they responded. Most of the time, they just didn't love themselves. It wasn't your actions that made them. And I just did the little air quotes, quote, made them. Um, Do that because that's what you were told as a child. Mm -hmm. You just make me so angry. Or if you were somebody who was hit as a child. Well, if you hadn't done such and such, well... There's never a reason to knock a kid in the face. You know, like, that's not a re Like, I don't know what the kid did. Mm-hmm. But to get whacked in the face isn't the reason that happened. You know what I'm saying? It was, that's how your parents chose to respond. Mm-hmm. Well, we, the one thing came up, and I think we've talked on the, the previous podcast, the I'm sorry, but... Yes. So if somebody would also come back and say, I'm sorry that I yelled at you, but you da 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 It's the same. It's that same feeling like yes. of I just couldn't control myself because of something you did. Mm-hmm. I mean, wouldn't it be interesting if I just went to my child and said, I'm sorry, but I don't know how to deal with my emotions. And so they're, instead of like throwing it back at you because it really is about you. It's yes, not about them. Our, the emotion we're feeling, maybe they have done something. My child has done something before and I feel anger. That is a response. And that mm-hmm. alone, that emotion that I'm having, it's there. The lights are going off on the board in my car. And one of the reasons the light boards may be going off is because I have a situation in my house that I need to deal with. Mm-hmm. A behavior that my child has. So... The anger that I'm feeling is an emotion because of, it may be because there's something my child did that is very offensive or hard to deal with. But how I respond to it, that's about me. That's not about what they did. Yeah, and you know what is so interesting about this? We have been told that these emotions are bad and that makes us bad. Right? Like from the time we're a kid, Mm -hmm. if you struggle to learn how to control your anger, you're a bad girl. 
you're a bad boy. Shame on you. Like, I think about these phrases that we're told from the time we're little and we're put in, labels were put on us. You're either a good girl because you're kind and you love people or you're a bad girl because you were gossiping or you lied. Or Or you you cried a lot. Cried, yes. Mm -hmm. And so some of those like, Lying isn't an emotion, but it's a reaction from an emotion. But you you get these labels put on you, and then you start to feel shame about it. And you start to feel like you're a bad person. And I think that's where the morality gets tied around an emotion. But what if we taught, what if we learned ourselves to see our emotions as an indicator mm-hmm. as to what's going on in our minds, in our hearts, around us, our interpretation of the life around us. Mm-hmm. And then we teach that to our kids. Mm. They will grow up in a totally different way. They will grow up so much healthier in their hearts, in their minds, in their physical bodies. Because if you are feeling anger, and you feel like you're a bad person for being angry at somebody, or you're feeling hatred, and and you feel like, gosh, I'm, I'm a terrible person for feeling hatred around this. You're just going to stay in this place that I'm a bad person, something's wrong with me, and it's going to eat you up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But if you're like, oh, why am I feeling hate right now Mm, because I have a whole lot of anger. Why am I feeling anger? Mm, There were some injuries that I sustained. There's some trauma that I have that I haven't even worked through. And when part of this came up was talking about forgiveness Mm -hmm. and holding on to unforgiveness and how that unforgiveness can, can spawn these detrimental thoughts and feelings about ourselves. And ultimately, um, I I go to a story in my life where I had some resentment that had formed. Mm -hmm. There was anger that then turned into resentment. It was Mm -hmm. un, it wasn't Mm -hmm. dealt with. And so, and then I had triggers when I was around this person or in situations that the resentment would then trigger physical reactions and, emotions that I, you know, thing, not, not responses to those emotions that I'm not proud of. And when I was able to deal with my resentment that I was feeling, Mm -hmm. then I was able to let it go. And I'll tell you when I'm now in the situation with the same person. So that person is still around me every so often in my life because I was able to heal Mm -hmm. and let go of the resentment that I was feeling, I'm not even triggered. My anger's not even triggered anymore. Nice. I, I, I feel, I feel healed. Mm -hmm. Last podcast, you said, is it a scar? Is it a wound? Because I was able to deal with the resentment, then the emotion of anger doesn't come up anymore, even though I may still potentially be violated in the same, like there Mm -hmm. may be in a same situation where something is said that used to trigger my feeling of rejection and anger, 
but now there's no trigger there because right. I've been able to let it go. So that is another thing to consider, like that although the emotion is not sinful, it's, it is a indicator light on your dashboard right. and then learning how to deal with that so that you, if it's a negative, if it's negative emotion that you don't like, that you are able to heal and let that go. And so that you're, that dashboard's no longer going off. Exactly. So I'm so glad you brought that up because the point isn't to be okay with the light being on. Mm -hmm. The point is to acknowledge that there's just a light on and address it. Because if you stay in anger, that is not going to serve you well in life. It's not. Mm -mm. Any negative emotion like that that takes your energy, including apathy, um, apathy, hatred, grief, all of those things, anger, resentment, bitterness, all of that will take energy away from your life. Mm -hmm. And when you are taking energy away, when something's taking energy away from your life, it de decreases the amount of energy you give towards your life mm -hmm. and can put out to other people too. So yeah, I'm glad you brought that up because even at the retreat, I felt like we needed to press that one more time. Mm -hmm. Don't feel guilt about it. Just see it as an indicator, but it's not something that you just want to be okay with having on. You don't want your check engine light to just stay on all the time. You know, you want to address it and get down to the root of it. That's awesome. Yes. Great topic because this is a life-changing topic mm -hmm. immediately. You can put this into action right now and your life this evening will be different. Your life tomorrow will be different. Better, more enhanced. So yeah, and, and your connections with other people can be influenced by it also. Absolutely. If negative emotions are something you've dealt with in life and um, has kind of been a struggle for you, give us a call or reach out to us online at www.liveyourdesign.life. This is what Nicole and I do. We love coaching people and assisting them of letting go of those strongholds that hold them back. And sometimes those strongholds are these negative emotions.